the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. So yesterday, did you see that football receiver for the New England Patriots blow out his ACL, MCL, NCL, UCL? Did you see him blow out that crucial ligament? couple weeks ago, the Colts cut crap because they sat a couple of their key players. Not all their key players, a couple of them. And they said they weren't really all that interested in going 16 and now. Do you not get that football is a business? I hate the NFL. I hate professional sports basically across the board except for hockey in large part because hockey still hides behind this pretense that they're a bunch of Canadian uh, good old boys who skate around on a lake and drink beer after the games. I like the good old boy nature of the NHL, but I really like college sports. I really like college sports. I really don't like professional sports. It's it's too much of a business, and it's really not for the fans' best interest. It's really about the business best interest first and foremost for most of the sports. You know, you get this odd exception like the New York Yankees will buy a pennant just because, A, their business can afford it, and B, because it dominates and crushes the competition. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. You know one sport that has too many damn tournaments? It's soccer, or as they say in Europe, football. So the FA Cup. The FA Cup is a European tournament, and this just shows you how little Americans know. Manchester United got eliminated on Sunday. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty powerful to lose the most biggest, drawest name in the tournament. But how many teams are in the tournament? Do you have any guess? So in this uh, FA Cup, how many teams are in the tournament? 761 teams start the start of the tournament. And it's literally the Premier League going up against the second tier league, third tier league, fourth tier league, fifth tier league, sixth tier, all the way down to the 10th tier league. And the 10th tier league has names like Jero Roofing. So there's a, a soccer team called Jero Roofing. 761 teams is too many teams. It's too big of a tournament. Now, if you win the tournament, you truly are a champion, but it's too damn big. I don't have the time to invest in it. Let's go to Rick and Milopoulos. Rick, how are you? Frank, how about yourself? I'm okay. Good. Hey, I uh, was looking, uh, I've got 75 k that is going to be coming due on a uh, U.S. Treasury note, and uh, where, you know, the, the interest and all that good stuff that's happening now I'm wondering where would be a best, better place to put it other than a treasury note. Did you ever see Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Spicoli? Say, say it again, please. You ever see Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Mr. Han and Spicoli? Oh, a long time ago, yeah. There was a question where Mr. Han asked Spicoli a question, and Spicoli goes, I don't know. And Mr. Han goes, I don't know. 
Um, I don't know, Rick. I don't know too much about you. I don't give specifics on the show because I don't know too much about you. For instance, you have $75,000 in the treasury. To me, that, to me, I'm a young stud. Right. I'm, I'm a young hotshot. I'm a guy who, let's just say, uh, I'm a bull. I'm a bull. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the king of the, the pasture, so to speak. I got testosterone. I drop it in places, if you know what I'm saying. I, I leave my DNA. Um, you might be the guy and a guy who's a shut-in, who watches Regis and Kathy Lee, or Regis and um, Regis and whatever her name is, um, Kathy Lee and Coda and Regis and Kelly. Or, you might be a shut-in. You may be so afraid of the stock market that if I give you something that gets risks in it, you might break down in tears and cry in a fetal position. Okay, I'm, I'm um, 40% uh, uh, fixed income, and I'm 60% stock right now. I'm at the age of 69. Do you have California municipal bonds? Yes, I do. Um, I think California municipal bonds, the go bonds, you can get 5%. I think that's pretty damn safe. Okay. Um, I don't think it's ideal because I think California's not ideal. Right. I don't think we default on our debt. I don't think we go bankrupt. I think we just issue more debt, which means higher yields down the road, which may mean your premium underperforms if higher yields come down the road. So I don't think it's that safe. Like, I think the Fidelity Ginny May Fund is ideal. I love it. It's got a nice 4%, 3 to 4.5% yield, whether you're in the Vanguard Ginny May or the Fidelity Ginny May or another company's Ginny May Fund. It 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 ranges. Uh, but there is risk to the premium. The only thing that's safe right now is 1%, government treasuries. And I don't think you really want those 1% to 2% yields. That's why I was trying to look for something other than going back into those treasuries. You know, I, I, I've got a, a share of California bonds, and I've got a share of, uh, of you know, as I say, the various. I, I, what I have done is laddered my notes, and they're beginning to they're beginning to come, uh, you know, expiring at this point in time. So, just looking for some other suggestions on where I might, you know, re- get that same kind of reward that I was getting uh, at the time that I got the treasuries, and you've given me some. Things to look at. So Jenny May would be probably. Uh, 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 I put my mom in Jenny May funds real quick, Rick. What was the yield that you were getting in your treasuries? Say, say it again, please. What was the yield you were getting in your treasuries, and when did you get it? Oh, I, well, I've got uh, the yield I was getting were anywhere between uh, four and five percent. So that was probably what ten years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and that that tells you things have changed in ten oh, years. Absolutely. Historically, looking back now, that was actually a pretty good rate to lock yourself into. Right. It's a little bit of a bet at the times because the stock market was growing 30, 40, 50, 60%. Yeah, but, you know, at the same token, you want to be everything I've read and understood, you still want to have that balance portion of between, you know, um, uh, equities and also fixed income, true? I agree with you. Okay. okay. So thanks for the call. Thank you. And I, I hope you get what I was trying to push so hard there. Um, that I don't know. So I don't want to give specifics on the show. I'm not literally your Buddha on the mountain. I'm some people's Buddha on the mountain. Some people look for me to give them financial advice directly to me um, or me directly to them. But I don't want to do it to a radio audience or a television audience. It's just it's inappropriate because I don't know so many things. Um, for, let's take a look at the last 10 years. I just said to him, you're 4% bonds for the last 10 years. He locked into a 10-year treasury note. 10 years ago. The year was 1999. The Dow was up 30%. The S&P 500 was up 30%. The Nasdaq was up 80%. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. And he said 4%. And the next 10 years worked out in his favor because he locked in that 4% rate. Kind of crazy, right? 
He had some cojones to go with safety. He had some cojones to go with diversification. He didn't chase performance. Good lesson. I mean, he's probably the smartest caller. I don't know. Maybe ever. I don't want to go that far. A little bit of that throat cancer thing going on, which makes me nervous. For the record, if you got that throat cancer thing and you got the hole in your throat, don't go out in public or at least just know that you're going to scare children. When you start talking like that, you're going to scare small kids. So try to talk like that, not around small kids. Because I remember being a small kid saying that, and I was freaked the F out. It was upsetting to see. Anyway, in the last 10 years... S&P 500 hasn't done much, right? Last year was up 24%. Last year, the NASDAQ was up 43%, but in the last 10 years, the NASDAQ down 44%. So that was an awful investment if you bought it and held it. Now, listen to this. Junk bonds are up 88% in the last 10 years, but a majority of that gain came last year up 57%. So if you were in for the early parts of the 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, you didn't do as well as you did in the last year of it. Mortgage bonds, which is something I like, last year up 5%, but in the last 10 years, up 88%. The euro versus the dollar. If you were involved in the euro versus the dollar bet, you're up 44% in the last 10 years. But if you were involved in just the dollar, you were down 12% in the last 10 years. If you did it in just one year, last year the dollar lost 5% of its value, and the euro versus the dollar was up 2.5%. So not only do you have to bet against the dollar, but you have to bet on the euro. Does that make sense? There's a, there was a tandem there that worked really well. And there was a, a single play that didn't work nearly as well. In the last 10 years, tech companies are down 50%, but last year they're up 63%. In the last 10 years, consumer goods up 37%. Consumer goods in the last year up 21%. Things that we need. Things like Kraft cheese and macaroni. Yum! We need it. We need Procter & Gamble. We need Johnson Johnson Band-Aids. Up 21% last year, but up 37% in the last 10 years. So you have to get some non-sexy stuff. Speaking of non-sexy, healthcare. Up 21% in the last 10 years. That's the that, that's a stunning number. You got to own some healthcare. It's a big part of our economy. 800 Three four five. Is that really our number? Do we have an eight hundred number? Eight zero zero three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight zero zero three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. Um, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. I could end the show now, or I can pad for the next fifty minutes. You can get a podcast of the first half of the show at talk nine ten dot com. Talk nine ten dot com. It'll be up in about an hour or so. Heidi, the wonder producer, will get it up in about an hour or so at talk nine ten dot com. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to The Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk. Mr. Spicoli. That's the man that gave me. Hey, bud. Let's party. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money. Uh, all I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. I'm so wasted. Why do you... Listening to Rob Black, 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
Show. I'm Rob Black. Something kind of interesting is starting to happen if you take an eyeball look around. People are still out there, very, very, very active, but they're not spending money like they used to. The American dream is kind of being expanded to making s'mores with your kids in the backyard versus going to Whistler and making s'mores with your kids on, you know, expensive vacation. You can still make s'mores and you can still have these wonderful bonding moments with your children and your family. You can still do all that and, and much, much more. And I highly recommend you do. Psychologists have long said for years that experiences like vacations lead to more long-term happiness than the latest bobble for your kids. I think if you get your kids more than three Christmas gifts or Hanukkah gifts, I think you're spoiling them. I think you're going to make rotten kids. And you don't think you're doing that. You think you're giving them exactly what they want, but more than three is too much. I know you're saying, damn, you're an opinionated bastard. Yes, I am. So um, with that said, museums are seeing a rise in people coming to them now. It's actually kind of neat. For the first time since 2002, more people are going to museums. I think that's a wonderful thing. In the world of Walt Disney, product sales have declined as the company's theme parks enjoyed a 3% increase in visitors. So we're buying less baubles. We're going out just as much, but we're buying less baubles. We're going to concerts in the park that are free. We're doing activities like yoga on the beach, which are free. So it's a different kind of recession. In the 1930s, people stopped going to concerts. Now, people are still consuming in the United States. We're just consuming it on the cheap. So 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Let's get John in San Leandro. John? Uh, yeah. Um, I had a question. So my fiancé and I were getting married, and we're honeymooning in Europe. And I was wondering if I should start buying euros now. Uh, we're getting married in November uh, to focus on a weaker dollar then to save money. I don't know if that would work or not. I don't think we have a weaker dollar. I think that story's stretched, and I think it's played out for a long time, John. Or if we have a weaker dollar, I think we also have weaker euro. Because you remember that there was that big project in Abu Dhabi uh, or Dubai World where they're having real estate problems and Greece is having some problems with their loans. So a lot of banks in Europe are starting to kind of get hit. We led the world in the recession. We're leading them out. So as we lead out, our dollar should strengthen. But I still think Euro has some weakness tied towards it. So I wouldn't really hedge that play, John, unless you're absolute certain that you think the dollar is going to tank between now and then, then absolutely do that. Um, more importantly, why are you getting married in Europe? That's kind of intriguing. Oh, no, no. no. I, I meant to say I'm, I'm getting married here, and then I'm on a vacation there, honeymoon there. Okay. Where are you going to go in Europe? Uh, Greece. Greece. Okay. You'll get a lot of bang for your buck because the Greek currency, the Euro, um, is very, very strong strong in the last couple of years, but it's gotten weaker recently. But the Greek economy is in the shambles. So if you shop around, John, you should be able to find a pretty good deal. The euro is benefiting the big euro players like France, um, and it's hurting some of the smaller countries like um, Greece. Oh. That's all I got. Greece is a dirty country. So make sure you get your tetanus shot before you go. Um, I used to live in Turkey. Another little odd Rob Black fact sneaked out on air today. I sneaked out a couple of them. Um, I don't know. Again, right now, getting married, I think, John, I'd be focused more on big issues like prenup. Do you need one? They're not the worst thing in the world. They're not offensive. They're not 
my spouse doesn't love me. A prenup could be, what do you got, baby cakes? And she can say, what do you got, sugar booger? Give me a way of showing your assets. I'll show you yours if you show me mine. One of those kind of plays where you have to start fessing up what you got and what you don't got. A prenup could be good in talking about, for instance, I got a black skillet. I've told the story once too many times. I've told the story about being married to a Playboy model that people on the blog are saying, stop telling that story. Okay, I'll stop. So I'll tell the skillet, the skillet story. My mom is a lovely woman. She's Southern. And I was a mama's boy. And she's had a couple strokes in my dad's past. So in the will, all I want is her damn skillet and her rocking chair. She's got a classic handmade rocking chair. She's got a great skillet. She said, take them. Like, really? Five years ago, she said, take them. I'm like, okay. Put them on the airplane back with me to California. I came to California with a black skillet. I wanted that damn skillet. Um, Because my mom cooked on it for her whole life. 40 plus years of, of raising a family. She cooked on that same skillet and I wanted it. It reminds me of my mother every time that I use it. I don't use it all that often, but I use it enough to remember my mama. So in a prenup, you're damn straight on putting that skillet in it. Because the last thing I want is for, let's say I get married to Heidi. And she goes, that's my black skillet. That's my mama's black skillet. In a divorce, like, and a lawyer's like, I don't know whose damn black skillet is. Let's cut it in half. <laughs> you know, it's like, you got to label some of these things. I remember I used to collect, they might be giant CDs, back when you'd collect CDs. You remember collecting CDs? You'd collect CDs. And uh, I had a girlfriend, Juliet Brown. I know you're saying cute. Rob Black, Juliet Brown, uh-huh. Yep. I had one, Amanda White, Rob Black. Yes, I dated the spectrum of colors at one point in my life. And Alicia Green, I think that's all the colors I ever dated. I think there might have been one more, but I think that's it. Anyway, long story short, if there is a long story short here... um. She swore that those they might be giant CDs were hers. Who do you th- who's do you think they were? I'd been collecting them. Whose do you think they were? I'd never not missed an album. Whose do you think they were? Mine, 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 mine. Let's go to Kenneth in Oakland. Kenneth, a lot of pressure on you here. Tons. I feel uh, I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders here. Hey, uh, got a. Uh, ha- by the way, happy New Year, Rob. Happy and- New Year to you. Any big resolutions for you? Um. Invest more, hold, um, try to take out a little bit more out of my, uh, for my IRA. Okay. Trying to, trying to be a little, little tighter, a little frugal, get, uh, put a little bit more in there, try to get that maxed out. I'm close. Good. Congratulations. But, uh, anyway, got a quick joke for you. Okay. Where was the first donut fried? Where was the first donut fried? Ah, in Greece. In Greece, because you're talking Nice. Nice. I was. I was I was the clown who called in for the one uh, eight hundred cars for kids. Okay, sang it to you. You sang it to me. Both versions, yeah. That was pretty sweet. Can you give Can you give us a little more cars for kids? <laughs> oh no, I'm definitely on the spot here. You're here uh, now. I can't. I would have to uh, try to reach that falsetto. You know? <laughs> Practice your pitch, so to hey, speak. Hey, have you talked to uh, Joe? You know, goalkeeper for uh, San Jose. Um, lately. Y- Joe Cannon emails me on occasion or texts me on occasion. I haven't talked to him in about three weeks. Okay. Because I know uh, I'd mentioned about the uh, Manzanita Cafe over there. He's talking about going uh, going healthy this year. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going healthy. meat. So. But uh, anyway, I just thought that maybe he'd uh, run over there and run into him. I'll pull Joe into the studio again. I, yeah. I, I owe him some correspondence because I've been a little slack. Both of you guys should come over. I'll buy you lunch. Uh, there's no way I'm eating healthy. Just give it a break. Have you, you not heard? Even, have you not heard the musical I'm working on this year? It's called Ham Glorious Ham. <laughs> you're ta- you're talking about us being open minded as being listeners. My sugar booger. Be 
my sugar booger threw away some ham. I'm like, ham never goes bad. What's wrong with you? Especially if it's honey glazed. Especially honey glazed. It was honey glazed ham. <laughs> Did you hear the sad and pathetic story, Kenneth? I actually bought a bigger sized ham because I love ham so much that I was like, eh, buy it for myself. I kind of gave myself a Christmas gift this year. Yeah, but you know what friends of ours did? What's that? Their ham was going bad, and know what they did? They cut up and they fed it to their pig. Is that wrong? That's wrong. It is. So. <laughs> hey, get a hold of Joe. Come Hold on. on wait, 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 Kenneth. I can't let that one slide. <laughs> Your friends have a pig as a pet? Sure. Is that common? Not, well, not really. Is it one of those little potbelly pigs, or is it one yeah. of those? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely, it's, they say it's adorable, but I think pigs are ugly. Okay. But, um, I hear they're smart animals. They are. You know what? There's actually a beet is the only thing a pig won't eat. Beet? Really? Yeah. You can feed it just about anything, but you you give it a, a beet and forget it. And it's Manzanita Cafe? Manzanita Cafe, yeah. It's in Oakland right on the corner of um, 40th and Linden. How's business doing? For for me? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sketchy, okay. uh, but uh, I, I see... Being pretty optimistic here in the uh, this this coming year, I do see it opening up for a lot of people in the industry that we're in, and so I, I think that um, you know we scale down early on, so we're able to uh, to kind of deal with this recession. But uh, I think it's yeah, I no, I'm pretty optimistic for this new year. If you were to have a son or a daughter, would you advise your son or daughter to go into the food business because it's tough? Um, no, a lot of hours and not a lot of profit. That's it. It is. It's uh, it's. Yeah, it's pretty regimented, and the thing is, like you said, I don't. I get great rewards for it because you really don't see the people, and you're not able to go ahead and be a part of uh, what they're experiencing. Okay. Uh, not truly. I'm with you, and thanks for the call, Kenneth. Okay. Bye. So, and um, I think it's kind of cool to use this opportunity to plug his business, and I agree with that. Manzanita Cafe in Oakland. Go if you want to be healthy and, and loving and all that good stuff. Go. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk with Nick. And let's see if there's any other good content I can tease you with. Super Bowl commercials. Um, give me a second. Ooh, natural gas. I got some natural gas and Nick. 800-345. And when, by natural gas, I'm not talking... <clears throat> I'm talking the stuff that's under the ground that you have to drill. I know that's as good of a joke as as his, right? Where were the first donuts fried in Greece? Who doesn't love a donut? A piece of bread in a jacuzzi of Greece. I love jacuzzis of Greece. As you get older, you can't eat as many. But I love jacuzzis of Greece. 800-345-5639. Get your calls from there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating. Six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. Let's go to Nick in Mountain View. Nick, how's living in Mountain View? Good life. Good life. Hey, happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you. Appreciate the comment. Hey, did you get a uh, contract underneath your Christmas tree this year? Nope. I'm um, got a thirty day lame extension. Um, uh-huh. 
So we've got 30 A's to hammer it out, and that's okay. It's I understand, Nick. Um, I'm low on the totem pole, and I get it. So Glenn Beck, he would have got his deal. John and Ken, they would have got their deal. Rob Black, low on the totem pole. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you stick around. It's entertaining. If not, Nick, I promise you I'm going to do something so big on the Internet, it's going to change the world. Wow. It is. It's going to be a financial show with me with my shirt off. And in the background, it's going to be Ewoks dancing around on a green screen. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I, I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So what's you up to, Nick? <laughs> no, but I just had a comment about uh, ham. I didn't realize you love the uh, pork product so much. Only during the holidays, but yes, I do. I heard uh, a phrase coined for bacon, uh, pig candy. Okay, you actually called up with just that. Just that, just that. I'm watching the paint dry right now, so. Oh, good God, you have time on your hands. Yeah. Why, why did the pig go into the casino? I don't have to good question. Why did the pig go into the casino? He wanted to play the slop machine. Oh, man. What do you call a pig with three eyes? <laughs> what? A pig! Oh, man. So, P-I-I-I-G, pig. Yeah. It's an intellectual comedy there. It takes the left side of the brain. Well, on that note... Wait, I got more. <laughs> I'm scared. I got a pig that's learning karate. He's practicing his chops. <laughs> hear about the pig who opened a pawn shop? No. It's called Ham Hawks. <laughs> that's all I got. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Wow. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Um, yeah, it's that kind of good. So anyway, Barron's did a big piece over the weekend. And Barron's publishes on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a weekend newspaper of the financial nerds. It's good. It's kind of like Jugs magazine. If you're a breast man, you read Jugs. You don't read Playboy. You don't look at that. It's for Barons. It is the financial bullet shot in a nerd's. Chevron ticker symbol CVX. CVX. Um, they're starting to be the most interesting oil play for 2010 because they're really focused on better exploration growth profiles. Where Exxon made a big bet on natural gas. Now, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, they call Chevron its top pick for 2010 amongst the big oil companies. It's a $76 stock. They think that oil prices go to about $85 a barrel. They expect Chevron net $16 billion in profit, and they think it's one of their favorite integrated oils. It's got the strongest organic growth. Exxon's made a big bet with their purchase on natural gas, which is going to be a longer-term way to play fossil fuels and energy. So shorter-term... Baron says, we like Chevron, Chevron, Chevron. So I think that's an interesting call. I don't think it's a bad call. I think it's one of those that you listen to and you go, interesting. Do you remember a company called Calpine? Calpine. Um, They were a natural geyser energy play. And they got a lot of sex appeal draw towards them from the media back when in 2000, we said, let's do something stupid and deregulate energy. So we deregulated energy in the state of California. And in theory, Nick was going to be able to buy his 
electricity from either Calpine or Pacific Gas and Electric or maybe on the East Coast from Con, Con Edison. The whole world was going to change because we had independent power producers. And Calpine was an independent power producer. They were in the business of selling energy. And they could have sold it to whoever they want. Now, they had these geysers up in the Napa, Sonoma area that steam energy, sweet. How much does it cost to make that geyser steam? Nothing. You just got to tap it and deliver it to people. Well, Calpine kind of got a little arrogant and a little bit cocky, and they started buying natural gas companies. And then deregulation of energy failed. And we saw rolling blackouts in California, and we as citizens of California said, screw that, regulate it. Screw it. We don't like that experiment. Go back, please. So we went back, and independent power producers could no longer sell to the individual. That contract was over. That that ability was done. And they just made this huge bet on natural gas. Now, interesting today, they could upgrade it based on the fact that they've reduced their exposure to gas. Now, again, what's the world doing? Now the world's focusing on fossil fuels and and carbon emissions, and Barack Obama's going to change the climate. Change we can believe in. Right? Not a lot of change in the last 365 days, but it's change we can believe in. Seems like a lot of the same old, same old to me. Anyway, Exxon's going after natural gas. Calpine's exiting natural gas. President's thinking about natural gas probably as a solution for carbon emissions. Calpine gets in a slight upgrade. I throw that in there today because, again, maybe we forgot about the rolling blackouts. Maybe we forget a little bit of our own history that teaches us some some very, very powerful issues. Let's go to Ned in Santa Rosa. Ned? Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well, Ned. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm glad that your show is extended at least for a short time. How's how's life in Santa Rosa, Ned? Uh, it's sunny and bright. Sunny and bright. It's I always like Santa Rosa. It's it's got a little bit more extreme weather. It's a little bit colder, but a little bit warmer too. Yeah. Well, today's a nice day. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I have a question, and it, it's 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 broad, general, and uh, and I well, here it is. Go ahead. Are there any? Can you name three things that are important to you, political? economic or otherwise, that help you determine the long or short-range direction of the market in general. And and I wouldn't expect that any one or all three together would amount to anything, but but can you name three things that are really important to you that would help you determine your direction? Ned, can you name three things about why you love a woman? Uh, Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Sex. Okay. Conversation. Conversation. Ideas, okay. And uh, uh, good company. But, like, isn't the sex a little bit about, like, the nape of the neck or the smell of the perfume or oh, the tenderness of the movement? Right, right. But anyone alone doesn't mean anything. Exactly. And if I were to give you three things that I see about the economy or three things that I see in the stock market that says, here's why I like it or don't like it, it you would, you'd say there's so many more subtleties tied towards it. Um, for instance, when the 10-year Treasury note, is under 4%, I like the stocks. And right now, the 10-year Treasury note is at 3 point... What is that at? I got a a bogus reading on it. So it's coming up at 38.35, and that's not quite right. So anyway, um, because to me, there's an issue on where you're going to put your money. Now, if I had done that same story 10 years ago, I lost because... Well, the 10-year treasure wasn't under 3%. It was above at 5% at that point in time. So I would have been right because you would have bet on bonds at that point in time. So right now when you see the treasury note under 4%, I think that people like me, you, and Heidi were three different people. 
Um, she's a little bit more conservative with her money. I'm a little bit more worried about inflation and getting to retirement. You're closer to retirement. So I say that's going to be an important. I look at housing for 2010 to be a big story. I look at business investment to be a big story. Um, what are some other things that I'm looking at? I'd say the 10-year treasury is probably the biggest. The rate of inflation's high. If inflation's averaging 4%, right now it's averaging almost nothing. So I still favor stocks over bonds because of that. Um, there's just so many sweet little subtle indicators that, that play sure. into well, that. I, and I understand that. Are there uh, – boy, have I still got you? Yeah, I, I look at like the spread on, on, cost of, on, on, the spread on labor. Um, I'm sorry, the spread on credit costs. How much is it being lent out for versus what's the risk premium in the, into the system? I look at stimulus. For instance, at the end of this year, Ned, our government, our Federal Reserve has said they're going to remove the stimulus, and that's going to hurt. So I'm looking for some pain, as Mr. T said in Rocky Three. What do you predict? Pain. So I'm, I'm predicting some pain down the road, but not yet. Yeah. I, you know, do, do you probably read Barron's? I do read Barron's. Yeah, there was an article this, this uh, past weekend, uh, a fellow by the name of Koo. Uh, talking about the stimulus program, and um, he, he says if, if we pull the stimulus out now, we'll be making the same mistake Japan did, which may destine us for a long, slow. Uh, well, Japan, Japan was never able to remove the stimulus. They're actually misquoting it. They never were able to because their oh, really? society. Oh yeah, their society got too old. They've been at less than one percent on on borrowing costs for fifteen plus years. They're pathetic, Ned. Um, as far as a nation goes, because they're a nation of old people. Um, and they promise their old people a lot, and they deliver a lot to their old people. And that's one of the reasons I joke on the show that I want to turn old people into crackers, because they're going to be a huge drain on our economy down the road, and people don't realize that. So thanks for the call, Ned. All right. So, yep. So Fed uh, Reserve Cone, you talked about how they're going to have to start gradually, slowly removing stimulus. And I'm going to tell you what, that's going to be pain in the second half of this year when they do that. Short term, we got crazy stimulus fiscal policy, crazy stimulative. But when that that changes, it's going to be problematic. We want it to change. We want to live without that stimulus. We do. It's like crack cocaine. Well, I don't know about crack. I've never done crack cocaine. But I have to imagine that the longer you do it, the more addicted it becomes. And the longer we keep that cost of money low, the more addictive we are. And we're just not healthy. We can't get happy on our own. We need that, that fix. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Get your calls there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulative talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. When I sit down, I tend to bounce my legs up and down. Now they're saying erection problems are more common amongst men with a disorder that causes sufferers to have an irresistible urge to move their legs. Oh, God, that's bad news for me. Erectile dysfunction was 78% more likely in men with symptoms with restless leg syndrome than those without them. 
and was most common in sufferers with most severe symptoms. Oh my, my legs dance around like, well, like a bad Broadway show. 800-345-5639. And anyone who goes to see Riverdance, you're a loser. People that see Riverdance should be put to death. It should be one of those those things that we don't know about in society. Like, hey, you want to go see Riverdance? And you're just put to death when you go to see Riverdance. Just my opinion. Um, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, I don't think I have any content. <laughs> Let me check. I totally forgot to uh, get, do content during the, the break. What was I doing? Oh, oh, I was, okay. Oh, yeah, I got some emails. Emails, that's what I was doing. You got a message. Javail! Javail is here! Ooh! What the hell is email? What's this? A letter for me. You got mail, baby, yeah. I think we're going to have to blow up that little compilation for email for 2010. Homer Simpson's So 2009. Don't you hate radio stations that use Homer Simpson drops? Yeah, I kind of do too. I think we have to blow it up. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's talk about a couple of emails that have come in today. First and foremost, this one from the live blog. So I use the live blog comments as kind of like email comments. And here one comes from Julie. She goes, I'm awful on the radio, so what do you think about Invest Tools Online Trading Management? It costs money to use, and I'm a small business owner who is done with people and companies using the economy as an excuse when their annual report is positive. In other words, they're making money but still whine. I don't understand what Julie says. I kind of get what she's going at within the whole Invest Tools. You see commercials in the middle of the night for a company called Invest Tools, and you can pay $4,000 all the way up to $40,000 to use their materials. You have to be very, 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 very careful of anything in media, whether it be radio, television, or the internet, that, that shows you how to make money like the pros do. That right there should be your sign, oh crap, I need to get out of this as soon as possible. There's a wealth speaker, and she talks about come to the big table and the small table. And I think it's just a bunch of crap. I think it's a, it's a way of her saying, I'm wealthy because I got you suckered into paying me $200,000, $4,000 to become a member of my exclusive brain group. Investools is the same, same kind of thing. They're protected by the freedom of speech. They're not fiduciaries. They're selling a program that if you look at the, the disclaimer, and you can go to websites, look at the disclaimers. Actual results may vary. That right there should tell you they don't have anything. If there was a company that could sell a product that would that would make me that I can sit in my underwear, watch porn, and then buy and sell stocks with a green light, red light, yellow light, and then watch a little more porn and then sell stocks with a green light, yellow light, red light, you think I'd be doing this for a living? I would own an island. I would buy nuclear warheads. I would have all of the servants under four feet tall. I would start my own basketball league of people under four feet tall, except for me, the owner. And I would slam dunk on them all. Power dunks. If you think there's software that you can buy, Julie, you are financially retarded or you're looking for that. I didn't save enough money in my lifetime. Get out of jail free card. It doesn't work like that, Julie. 
Here's how you make money. You invest, you diversify, you invest more, you diversify, you give it 10, 20, 30, 40 years. You learn from your mistakes, you rebalance, you diversify your equity. You never get caught up in any one thing. 10 years ago, we already had a caller on say that 10 years ago, he bought 4% treasury yields. The rate of return on that 4% in the last 10 years is stunning compared to the rate of return that you got in the stock market or the housing market. It's stunning. Now, again, real estate's all about location, 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 so it depends on when you bought, where you bought, and how soon you expect it to recover. So don't quote me on that. Anyway, Julie, there's no software that can teach you how to trade. And there's a website or there's a commercial out there called Teach Me to Trade. It's crap. You think they're going to teach you, Julie? Let's say you're a hottie. Let's say you're a 25-year-old hottie, and you look good in lingerie. Or let's say you're a 45-year-old mother of four and, well, let's say you don't look good in lingerie. Or let's say you're a, a, a hermaphrodite and you're not quite sure if you're a man or a woman. Or let's say you've had a sex change and you used to be Julian and now you're Julie. Do you think they could really teach you? Do you think they really care about you? And if they had a secret, do you think they'd be buying infomercials for two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 per half hour on television to teach you? Here's the beauty about me. I probably just blew a lot of commercials with this radio station. I probably just blew a lot of commercials with the TV station I work with. I don't care. If I don't have editorial control, I don't go forward. Another email comes in. Just want to give you some feedback. Your interview with Greg Proops was good. Only a few uncomfortable moments. I like that you ask him some tougher questions like who's hard to work with. Gauging your interviews is somewhat like gauging current earnings. They're doing great compared to last year, but then again, last year, the bar was set awfully low. Saying your interview with Greg Proops is better than your interview with Janine Groff is like saying fresh cut grass smells better than poop. (laughs) I've always loved your show for the financial insights you provide, but I'm starting to really appreciate your comedy as well. Um, Thanks, Mitch. Now, here's my opinion, Mitch. You seem to be an idea guy. You seem to be the kind of guy who thinks that giving criticism is is your given right on the planet. Kind of like a Roger Ebert. I hope you end up like Roger Ebert with jaw cancer and and so deformed that you can't come on television. But you could sit there behind your keyboard on the internet and write criticism. I don't do the show for you, Mitch. I do the show for me. The show is all about me, basically, with my therapeutic hang-ups. My way of avoiding going to see a therapist at 200 bucks an hour. 800 plus a month. Long, long since uh, dried up those benefits, if you know what I'm saying. I appreciate the feedback, Mitch, but keep it to yourself. I don't look for feedback. I don't want feedback. I will say this, that the one thing that I'm goal-oriented on is getting your ass to retirement. And I'll do whatever I can to do it. I will do whatever I can. If I got to drag you or push you or stimulate you or motivate you, on occasion, I want to talk to Greg Proops. And I'm not a good interviewer. I didn't go to the Columbia School for Broadcasting. I think Heidi went to the Columbia School for Broadcasting. She knows how to do a good interview. I don't know how to do a good interview. I don't want to know how to do a good interview. Because once I do a good interview, I should leave radio and television. Or is that just me saying that I don't know how to do it, even though I do know how to do it? Therefore, I'm counterculture, even though I know what I'm doing, I'm not doing. The show's got a lot of plan in it. But I assure you, I don't know how to do a good interview. I don't want to know how to do a good interview. What I do want to know how to do is, like, say, Google today got raised to its price target of $810. They call it, the, the Freeman Billings Ramsey calls it their top pick in the sector. Great Google to Moogle to, right? 
search and adver- search advertising and strengthening. But tomorrow they're supposed to release a Google phone that you can buy unlocked. Ooh, which means you don't have to buy a data plan if you don't want a data plan with said company. Which over two years will probably save you a bundle, but most people will want to buy it in a bundle with a said phone company in large part because they're too stupid to do the math. If you have an iPhone and you don't have a 401k, you're an idiot. And you deserve what you get in life. People get what they settle for. Anyway, Google continues to gain share on online search, mobile search volumes, and becoming meaningful. Now, we're going to hear about this Google phone, but you know what? Right now, it's all about advertising, strengthening and advertising. Sometimes we can take our eye off the ball. So, for instance, the next couple of days, we're going to hear about CES, and we're going to hear about this Apple tablet. By February 1, we will hear about an Apple tablet. Don't take your eye off the ball. Apple's all about growing Mac share. Google's all about advertising. That's their bread and butter. Get your calls in the air if you want to wait 22 hours. I'll be back tomorrow. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I know. Was the comment about Roger Ebert and jaw cancer a bit too much? Yeah, it probably was. My karma meter, I'm at negative 10 running my karma meter. But I'm okay. Mitch, don't give me feedback. I don't ask you for it. I didn't come to your job and give you criticism. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Get your calls there. You can email me, robertrobblack.com, robertrobblack.com. Coming up next, Glenn Beck. He's controversial. He's cutting edge. He's a genius. What is he? Find out more when Glenn Beck turns on right around noonish. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 